Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene. We are also part of Amp Pyre Media. That's amppyremedia.com. I'm Wole. I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Jeezy. What's going on, Ray? All is well, but you know the story about Morgan State came out yesterday. Yeah, I heard. In terms of what happened with, with the shooting on campus, and now all homecoming festivities are canceled. This is the first time in school history, so it's pretty sad mm-hmm. um, that right now, Morgan State doesn't feel like the campus is safe enough to even hold public events. So my prayer really is for, of course, the people who are impacted by the shooting, as well as um, hoping that the person that is responsible can be caught so that way the school can get back to normal and have some peace, my brother. Yeah, it sounds like a blowout, man. It sounds like the days when we was at college, it used to show when it would cancel homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Like Homecoming never got canceled. Not canceled with a party. Was it a party? The party got canceled. They canceled party. They canceled, yeah, so they canceled the whole homecoming? Like the whole festivity? All, every, everything's canceled Damn. right now. And, and or, well, they said cancel and or postpone. So let's just say in the next two days they have a suspect mm-hmm. apprehended. Then they're going to reschedule the football game because they have to. That's on the schedule. And then yeah. they can start to work around the dates. But this is the first time in school history, as I said. So it's unprecedented. Um. So much money, so much went into it, but the student body was on board, the student government. It was a tough decision, but it was one that I understand. So definitely want to remember um, how important it is just to you know keep our folks safe and just encouraging people to be safe. But it's just a sad time that we live in where this stuff happens, unfortunately, and I don't really know how to prevent it. But you know, Morgan State is HBCU, it's a historic one, all of them yeah. are, but I'm just oh, saying yeah. it's, a, it's a big one. Um, and we just want to make sure that we continue to keep them in our thoughts. Bro. What's the uh, so I ain't really I just saw that it was like I just I mean I saw what happened, but what what's the story? Was a student that this, this a student did all this or we don't know if it's a student. They haven't okay. they haven't really really released much information on a potential suspect, but it was four other five people shot were students, all between somewhere mm. between age, 18 Shoot. and 22. Yeah, so it's it's no joke, man. But all non-life threatening, that's the biggest blessing okay. that came from it. That's a blessing. Everybody's oh, right. okay. I mean, not to be yeah. all like whatever, but it's still bad, but it's a blessing. No, right. of yeah. course. I mean, you come out with your life, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's wonderful. That's the that's the uh that is that's that is sad to hear, to be honest with you, homie. Uh yeah, cause I know Will I mean, I mean, we saw we was talking about something else, right? And then like when Will mentioned that yeah, homecoming is canceled. I didn't I didn't put two and two together. Oh well, yeah, you know because um, I mean they, they broke that story earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll, we'll come out with the news always, <laughs> on, on, super late West Coast time. But <laughs> no, nah, in, in all in all seriousness, um, yeah, I mean, um, I know definitely HBCU game. They had it like almost right away. Shout out mm-hmm. to them, and even Morgan's uh, social media outlets. They put it out there 
um, prior to anybody really announcing it, the school announced it and then the social media outlets um, announced the news. So, I mean, to me, it's just, it hurts for every HBCU when you see another one go through something like that. Not only is it violence, but you also have the biggest event in your school canceled. Mm-hmm. It just sucks, man. But they, they're going to come through it. You know, you, you, you've come through worse, man. That's why HBCUs are where they are today. And, hey, we're going to stay positive, brother. I'm just saying we're going to shout out Morgan State, man. That's our folks. Definitely, you know, man. We, definitely. You know, we used to get at them on homecoming days sometimes when we were in school back in the day. <laughs> we got we to got laugh a little bit, but real talk. Yeah, we all yeah we got all love for him, man. Like, just the most important thing, man, I'm glad that no one was hurt. You know, I mean, was, no one was – no one lost their lives. Put like that. Like, and oh, no one, okay. I'm glad that no one lost their lives. Because, obviously, there, there is a mental aspect of it to go through that situation, man. Hopefully, people get well, get – Get right, you know what I'm saying. God is with you, so it is what it is, man. All right, hey, um, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Tune In, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Uh, just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Um, I'm reading all. I'm going through all this, right? I forgot that you was. It's all good. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Hey, Ray, did I mention YouTube? Yeah, I skip that. All right, so you, know, you, the- me- you, you mentioned it. It's just, it's just, you know, we we kind of going off an old script because we're on YouTube live now, so it's not like hit us up at YouTube. Like if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead. Yeah, if you're watching, you should about to say if you watch on YouTube, if you're watching off YouTube, yeah, subscribe to us, man. Hit that red subscribe button, like this video. You know, so but folks are watching this on you know, just not just YouTube, they on Facebook Live, yeah, no doubt, they on X Live. So I mean, so depending where you are, if you on YouTube, if you're on Facebook Live right now, jump on YouTube, hit us with a subscribe button. If you're on X, jump on YouTube, hit us with a subscribe button. Regardless of the fact, and if you on YouTube, go to X and, and follow us. You know what I'm saying? If you on if you on YouTube, if you if, go on Facebook and like, <laughs> like and like us, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It's all working together. Anyway, we'll see in the building. He would normally say this. It's time for the pregame. Let's get into our tradition. The pregame. Here's what we have on tap. All right. Here's so we'll talk about the Washington Commanders losing a heartbreaker to the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime and tomorrow's Thursday night game against the Chicago Bears. We're supposed to chop it up with former Redskin linebacker Robert Robert Henson. I think Robert's a little bit late, but I saw him retweet it, so I think he just he just recently retweeted something, so hopefully he'll jump on. Um, at, then at 825, we'll talk about Dame Lillard being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks and Drew Holiday being traded to the Boston Celtics. Just Blaze from the Above the Rim podcast will join us to discuss the trades. Then finally at eight at eight fifty, we'll talk about Canelo Alvarez defeating Jamel Charlo by unanimous decision Saturday night and Fury Usyk fight signed for late twenty twenty three or early twenty twenty four. Wayne and Jermaine from the Adams Boxing Show will join us to discuss both boxing topics. All right, Ray, I'm gonna ask you the first question. We'll talk about. Sunday's game. Sunday, the Commanders fell to the Philadelphia Eagles 34-31 in OT. The Commanders were so close uh, to hanging on. For, for, they were so close to hanging with the Eagles for a minute, and they and Eagles suffered for, to, for the Eagles to suffer their first loss, but they did not. Um, thoughts on that game, my man? Uh, before I give my thoughts, shout out to those who are listening now. I know you see the comments, Wole. Tap in. Cam was good. We appreciate oh, you. Not the show. That's what's going down. Well, late just made an appearance. Hey, listen, we appreciate you. And and I'm not going to talk too much about this commander's game because it, it's been 
it's been discussed already so much in terms of moral victories and what this may mean for the team. Of course, they went into Philly and played the Eagles as, as about as hard as you can. We knew that was coming. We knew that was coming. Well, like we talked about it pregame that mm. the the commanders were going to go in and they were going to approach this like any divisional opponent that they play mm -hmm. against. They were going to play tough because most time you play against a division rival, it's always a game that you get up for. But Washington mm -hmm. also has something to prove because they came off uh, such an ugly loss and what a bounce back it was. So it's amazing that when you lose, you can come out with more positive vibes. And I'm wondering if people realize that loss is a loss. You get beat 38-3, you lose by three. The next week is still a loss. Either way, it's an L and L column. But yeah. you saw more encouraging signs. Emmanuel Forbes looks like he deleted his social media. I want to get did. people to, to, to like chill because they extra, he's, right? He's they extra, rookie. man. They he's extra. He's a rookie. He's extremely talented. Yeah, they extra. And really, the coach didn't necessarily put him in the best position. There should have been some adjustments made. Danny Johnson's name has been thrown out there. Someone who could have who could have been put on AJ Brown. Um, I don't know I like if that Johnson. was the, the right adjustment. Like right adjustment. We're talking about in terms of size. Um, St. Jukes, of course, as well. What was your thoughts on that, Wolf? Wally. I mean, I mean, I like Dane Johnson. I think he should play. I, I've always said Dane Johnson. It's because it, when we talk about HBCUs, often it's just where you come from, bro. Because <laughs> I think once he plays, dog, he produces. It is what it is. Um, but in terms of uh, Emmanuel Forbes, you know, yeah, like you go against AJ Brown, you went against Stefan Diggs. When we you went against AJ Brown, you go against the best of the best. This is something you're gonna learn from. I just don't like that people are getting on him early to a point where he, this is a young man and he got to like get off Twitter, like, I mean, or X, whatever. <laughs> Folks need to chill. Like they did this with Jamin Davis. Jamin like blocked a lot of people. Like, and y'all act why, oh, and, I, and I think Rob, y'all act, and y'all act why, y'all act, y'all act like, y'all don't know why people want to leave the city. You know what I'm saying? When y'all act this way, let me, uh actually, let me introduce our guests. But, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, before you bring Rob in, yeah. why, why is the word trash thrown out so freely these days? How can you they, call somebody trash when they can't even do it? They play against one of the top receivers in the league, and they're and they're a rookie. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I just I just well, I get so frustrated with fans. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, well, let me introduce introduce our guests right now. We have former Redskin linebacker Robin Henson on the line, on on the show. What's going on, Rob, my man? Not much, man. How's it going? Thanks for having Good. me on, man. Man, thanks for being on, my man. So, Ray, we were talking about the game on uh, Sunday, uh, Washington. They they held their own against the Eagles. I want to know your thoughts on that game, man. What was your opinion watching that game? Man, I felt like, um, <clears throat> you know, it was a typical home game in Philly. Uh, you know, crowd was out in full in full effect. But uh, I think Washington did very well. Sam Howell impressed me with the amount of pressure that he saw. And uh, and he stood he stood in there and uh and delivered uh what i thought was some uh, great passes uh very disheartening to lose that game by three um mm -hmm. people people get mad at me all the time because uh, i always say i'd rather i'd rather lose a game by 21 than three okay wow. um, yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. because because if you when you lose by three you start thinking of the small details and the small plays they mm -hmm. constantly on repeating your head what mm -hmm. you could have done differently you know i shouldn't have stepped that way i should have went here but uh, man, I you know I I I like where we are. I think we are gonna split with Philly. I think uh, we know that we are formidable in the division. Uh, everybody wrote us off for fourth in the division, but obviously that spot spot belongs to them uh them Giants. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. They, man, listen, you should have. They something. They something. They something. None, none makes me happier than seeing Dayball's face throwing when he threw that uh that uh tablet. Because <laughs> I mean, you chose to pay this guy over over Sta- Saquon. Saquon. Yeah, yeah. Or, I know, and right? It's, it's, it's really your own fault. Him in the backside. Yeah, it's your but, fault. But um, but with Diggs going down, even before Diggs going down, I still thought we were formidable to Dallas. So mm-hmm. people writing us off, man, and I don't, you know, we. Could, uh, we got a chance. We got a chance to come out, especially with Sam playing in what's essentially his rookie season. I mean, the way he's playing, uh, Eric the Enemy was Eric the Enemy was uh, was definitely worth all the hype. He earned it and he lived up to it. Uh, so he he did a phenomenal job calling that game. And you know, after last week's press conference, um, you know, we were a little skeptical uh, when he said all the things that he said after last press conference, but. He came out and he proved it, man. So uh, I heard y'all going in on uh, going in on about people talking about Emmanuel Forbes. I think the rookie's doing a, I think he's doing a great job, man. AJ Brown's a bad matchup for anybody, you know. So and that's the easy and that's the best way to learn, honestly, is to just get in there and do it, man. It would have been easy to put him on on a uh, Devonte or, or somebody or try to hide him, but you in the NFC East, this is a division with elite receivers. Jump right in. So, um, you know, I'm looking at, at Washington's schedule going forward. There's, there's no reason we can't be, you know, six and two or five and three mm-hmm. uh, with this schedule coming up. So, do you think, like, so, like, what would you, what would you, what would your message be to the fans, though, to like who hate on him so hard to a point where he gotta like get off X? I hate saying X, but X Twitter, whatever. But like, what would you the message be to them? Because I feel like that's something the fans don't understand, like. They're the, sometimes they don't, especially in today's generation and with like social media and whatnot, sometimes you can like, a player can ill on this, ill on the fan base to a point where they don't want to be here no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what would you say so, to the fans? What I would say is, we ain't Philly. Calm down. Because <laughs> we acting like Philly fans right now. You know, mm. they cheer you on when you're good. And then the first time you make a mistake, the boo birds come out. Kids, the kid's a rookie. Give him a chance. He's a formidable corner. We thought he was small. We didn't see that draft pick coming. I was skeptical of the pick myself. Yeah. But after what I saw from him so far this season, I think he's going to be uh, – he's got a chance to be elite. Um, definitely great ball skills. Attacks the ball at the point at the, at the point of catch. I mean, he's – he didn't back down from AJ. No. Nope. Uh, you can tell that, you know, even when he gave up plays – he still came back. Like, I'm right here. So, you know, he got a little bit of that dog in him. So, you know, I see that. And I, I just tell the fans to calm down. And truthfully, you don't know what you're getting from a player until year two or three. Um, so let's let's just let's just chill. We got to put him in a position to make plays as well. So it's not all on the coaches and it ain't all on the players as a shared responsibility. And the people that are saying that, man, listen. <laughs> they they can't even catch the remote when they fall off the arm of the couch. Calm down, <laughs> relax. Oh, wait. Speaking of the fans, there's oh, been wait. this controversy about whether "quote unquote" Riverboat Ron should have went for two. Sam Howe came through and and the clutch. You talk about Forbes having a dog. Sam got that dog too. Sam definitely got some big dog time in it. Throw on the on the road, divisional rival, and you come in clutch where no quarterback prior to him could make that throw. Up until this point, except for maybe Rob back in 2012, but mm-hmm. big time stuff. And then 
Coach Rivera trusted his defense. And then you got the ball to start overtime. So I was cool with the decision. What were your yeah. thoughts on that decision? Yeah, I was good with the decision, man. Like I said, man, if we had lost by 21, we would, we, we would have had 10 questions. Mm. But we lost by three, so now we got 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> so everybody, you know, want to go over the small, minute details. Man, this is this is a game of uh, of reaction. I mean, you, you got little to no time to make split-second decisions. And and you gotta live with the consequences, man. So, man, honestly, I think the presence of the enemy has pushed Ron, um, you know, as far as his decision making and and giving Ron uh, Eric the enemy full control and and just it made it made him fall back a little bit. And I like that right now. Um, still, still got a hill to climb with me personally uh, in in reference to Ron Rivera, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this team's on the right track, man. We can't we can't nitpick everything, man. They they've lost two games. They two and two. They mm-hmm. they five hundred right now. You know, preseason people predicted us to be all and four right now. So chill. Absolutely. So you rocking the TCU gear, man. I'm I'm, oh, I'm yeah. kind of ask a question with this because week one Shoot it. you go against Coach Prime the whole show. Came <laughs> I knew it was coming, <laughs> man. Listen. Hey, look, but look though, yeah. it, it is it's still a Washington question. I promise you. No, 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 it don't matter. You good. After after the game, right, you know, the players were like, you know what, y'all played tough. You got some turnover, you know, new players on the team. You should feel good about it. Like, hell no, nah, we ain't win. You know, we wanted that game. Um, everybody's watching one of the highest rated television games in a while. So similar sentiment here. Is it a moral victory because you went into Philly with a rookie QB, basically, and you played mm-hmm. them tough, almost pulled it out? Do you believe in that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't call it a moral victory. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm I'm good with any other terminology that you might want to throw out there. You know, there's more than one way to get it done. But but moral victories don't do nothing for you in, in the league. Um, but I will say this though, um, it's not a moral victory. But that team showed me something. Mm, okay. Uh, just like they showed me, it, they show what they prove to the world, or what they prove to Washington fans, and what Washington fans can hang their hat on is that Denver game won the fluke. There you go. That's who they are. No, that's exactly who they are. No, that's a good point. I definitely. So I'm gonna talk about like, the defense. You know what I'm saying? Because I this is this has been a sore spot for me because you put equity in this. You know what I mean? This is where you put equity in. You know what I'm saying? And they gave up 30, 30, 34 to the Eagles. This is a solid 34. This ain't a 34 with turnovers from the offense. This is a 34. Right, right. This is a 34. You earn. You earn this 34, right? Yeah. So going to like. And they gave up thirty against the against the uh, against the um, Broncos, the Buffalo. You can whatever. That's a little bit I know because the turnovers, whatever. Do you feel there's an issue with the defense? And if so, what is what is the issue? Hey man, listen, I got a. I don't. I wouldn't call it actually grind. I don't think there's an issue with the defense. I do think there's some issues with the situational play caller. Okay. Um, there may be some smoke there, but I hadn't seen enough yet to make that. To make that, uh, you know, to to accuse Del Rio of that. But what I will say is, there are players in that defense that oftentimes look lost. Um, particularly, as you know, Wall, man, I I be all over that linebacker position. Dog. Like, when they when if they breathe wrong, because I'm looking at it scheme wise, everything. I mean, it's hard to get anything past me because I focus on that position, but. Um, Man, the player Cody Barton, man, sticks out to me, man. I I, I hate name calling the guy. I know, I know, I know he had a decent year with with Seattle last year, and this is really kind of his 
in a new system. My, his moment, right, right. To see to see what he can do in a different system. Was it Seattle system? Was it was it mm-hmm. was it him individually? And right now, the data saying it was Seattle. Mm-hmm. So man, he he is a man. Jamin's come along a little bit. I like I like watching him play mm-hmm. uh, now. But man, Cody Bard, man, I just don't understand. Uh, you know, he don't look aggressive. He don't like. You got to do something good, man. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like you play the run good. We could always hang our hat on somebody. Well, on some player, you can always say, hey, they, they do this good. They need work in this area, this area for improvement, this area. Uh, man, it's hard for me to be critical of a guy playing at the highest level, but I will say he sticks out to me big time. I don't understand his role. I don't understand what they are asking him to do. I will say that, too, because it may be something outside of, outside of him. But, man, he just looked lost, man. He don't look aggressive at the point of attack. He watching guys run by him and then tackling them. That tells me – you ain't you ain't really like that, you know what I mean? So uh, that that'd be the only weak spot I was seeing this defense right now. Obviously, the young secondary they they mm-hmm. still got some some things to prove, but linebacker play right now is not high. Yep, yeah, my man uh, Cam said defense is still turning around. It's it's early enough. It's early in the season. Yeah, they can turn around. I, this is my thing about the defense. I mean, because it's a trend, right? That I've seen this. I've seen a post on Twitter on X. Uh, saying like usually Jack starts slow, you know what I'm saying? And and I've said I'm gonna be redundant because I've said this on multiple shows on our show, um, and on other shows that there are there's levels to playing defense. You it's cool if you want to be top ten. If you want because with the talent, if you want to be top ten, that's fine. You want to be top ten, right? That's fine. You coach the top ten because eventually it's kind of evens out. You're gonna play some teams right there, kind of like bad in offense where it can kind of help your numbers with the talent Washington does have on defense. Getting sacks, you saw that in Arizona getting sacks against Arizona. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there is an element of you wanting to be the defense, though. Like, you want to be – that means I'm trying to take your lunch money. I'm not trying to give you my lunch money. And I don't think, like, they coach, like, the, the, the system for what it is. And so, like you mentioned, like, the system for what it is, they're not coaching – it's not put into a play, a point where we're trying to snatch your lunch money. Because even, like, I remember we, we had Bre- Breland on one of our shows, and Breland was like, this is a bend but don't break defense. I was like, absolutely. Yeah, I don't absolutely like that. Right. Like I don't yeah, like that. Right. <laughs> I don't like that. And spe- I, I get it with certain talent, certain defenses because of the talent, right? I get that. Like a Bamba don't break defense, but this is the defense you talk you, you going into the season. Folks like to the safety. They like the safety play. Uh, you got you you put equity in cornerbacks by drafting Forbes. The defensive line is is stout. You drafted J like you drafted Jamie. Cody is Cody Barton is, is Cody Barton. I I've been negative on this dude period, but you still have enough around to be better than what you are. Instead of like sitting back and saying, "Okay, we're just gonna we want to see you, you know, take it the length of the field on our def- on our defense." How about just taking it, just taking it away? Like I'm not giving you nothing, and I feel like they cool with giving up stuff. Well, well, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, defense is difficult, especially you yeah. understand it's an offensive league, man. Mm-hmm. People want to see points scored. People want to see big hit, you know, uh, big touchdown catches and. You know, the big hit's been taken out of the game. It's hard to separate a guy from the ball without drawing a flag. Man, it's an offensive game, man. Um, you can't even sack the quarterback. You got to lay him down with a pillow and all that. You you know what I mean? It's an offensive, it's an offensive league, man. But I, but I think the saying still holds true that defense wins championships. Agreed. So uh, I do think there's something to, like we talked about, having that dog in you. And going out there and taking taking people, snatching people's soul from them, right? Facts. Go out there and take their will to win. Um, 
I think that second half of Denver, we saw that. Yes, I agree. And I think it starts, man, like it or not, that D-line is the heart and soul of that defense. Ain't no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to go – that defense will go as far as that D-line will take him. Um, three games, three sacks for Chase Young. Sweat been hit a mess every now and then, but he he's still having a decent decent season so far. Um, man, they just got to get pressure, man. Teams know that. They're scheming against that defense. So, top ten, top five. Oh, Kansas City didn't have a top ten defense last year. They won the, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's the offensive league, man. And I think offense is the last place, the last uh, key for Washington to, to figure out and, and put it all together. So based on what you're saying, real quick, is this still a defensive football team then? It's a defensive football team, but it's starting to draw even. If we mm. get another sample size of games that we've seen, like like we've seen this past week from Sam Howell, I can I can, I think the defense will will relax. That's something to be said, man. Honestly, you know when I when I was playing and you know Jason Campbell was a quarterback and John Beck and the whole carousel Rex Grossman, man. Y'all don't understand how deflating it is when you get an interception. I just came off the field. I just played 12, 14 plays. I'm tired, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to rest up, get ready again, dog. I may have to play some special teams. I may you throw an interception, you throw a pick. I guarantee you ain't no ain't no player on that on that field grabbing their helmet after interception or turnover going, Yeah, all right, let's go do this. Like, no, they're like, damn, again? Like, what what we doing? So there's a little bit of uh, you know, mental fatigue there as well as as well as physical. But if that offense can continue to to come out and show uh, what they showed this past week, even in the face of a loss, uh, it'll start to draw even more. So, so Washington, they got they got the Bears up next, man. Uh, what do they need to do to get this W? You know, this could be a trap game because a lot of people are talking like this is it's going to be sweet. So, what do they need to get, do to get this W? No, that coverage still need to be tight on the back end. Um, obviously, don't run past, rush past the quarterback. We know Justin Fields is is a tremendous talent with his legs. He still hasn't shown it. He hasn't shown that he was a, he's an arm talent. So that's still a test to me. I mean, um, just given his unique ability to make and extend plays, uh, it's it's going to be good. And if I'm that D line, I'm hunting. Mm. Like this is the game to hunt for sacks right here. Um, you know, not much pocket awareness from a young quarterback, but Still, again, that ability to move and, and groove. And don't sleep on Mooney. Don't sleep on Moore and those guys. Yeah. If they if they get some separation, they can't make plays and they can't hit home runs. Um, I think they'll continue to lean on Herbert in that running game as much as they can. But uh, you're right. This is a, is a trap game from Washington. Mm. So give me your prediction, game prediction. What score? Uh, we, we score? Yeah, give me your score. <laughs> I see. We put up. We put up 30-something last week. I'm going to say we're going 31-10. 31-10. Okay, so you got a defense showing out. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, 31-10. That's that's right. my prediction because, I mean, two back-to-back weeks, two good back-to-back good offensive weeks um, has yet been, hasn't been done yet, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they prime to do so. And people forget offenses typically hit they, they stride in week four and five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes a while. So – uh, they they come along a little bit uh, later than the defense in most cases. So, 
Man, that's good. I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be at the game. That's good. I'm, I can I can leave early because that traffic is man. <laughs> that tra- <laughs> hey, that traffic is crazy. Both the ninety five trash. Listen, before we let you go, you know, we'll let you know. I joke about this all day. A coach once told us, know the mindset of your opponent. It's a lot of disorganization around that Bears team. As a matter yeah. of fact, they're being called the New Washington because that you, you know what exactly. And, and it's, how important is it that you hit these dudes in the mouth early, similar to how you came out in Philly and you and you struck first? A, a good a good team win the game. They're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. A good team wins the games they supposed to win. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. If if you can't come out and do that, you can't come out and take care of business against a team that you're supposed to beat. Uh, we felt the same way against Arizona, right? Like, yeah. damn, why this game so close, man? They playing Josh Dobbs. Why this game yeah. so close? Yeah, they exactly. playing down to their competition. Yeah. So you you come out, you win the games you're supposed to win. We skated behind that one. We came out against a Broncos team that I definitely didn't think was better than us. Matter of fact, I was still in Den- living in Denver when that game went down. So <laughs> I was I was I was uh, I was gonna be afraid to go to work on Monday. <laughs> If they lost that one, so, but nah, but they supposed to win this game, man, and I think they will. And this is going to be uh, a coming out party offensively um, for a couple of receivers, obviously. Uh, Dotson, we thought he would have a a immediate impact in year two. Um, I, I need my man to come along. Samuel did look pretty good already. Yeah, I don't understand the Jameson Crowder thing, but I'm gonna let him have it. Maybe they know something I don't know. <laughs> Look, man, it's better, it's better than it's better than it's better than uh that. You know, uh, man, uh, just yeah. saying, I agree. I'm just I agree. saying, just saying. I agree. I'll 100%. take anything over that, though. I'll take anything over. I don't know that. why they kept him either, man. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't. There's he got people. he got somebody news. He got, he got somebody. He got somebody. He got somebody news, bro. He got yeah. He got, <laughs> <laughs> No, hey, Rob, but yeah. hey man, Rob, thanks for being on, man. We appreciate you, homie. Thank you so much for giving us giving us your time, man. 31. No, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Have a good one. All right, All right man. Take man. easy. Yeah. Right. That's dope, man. Yeah, man. He, hey, listen, saying? bro. What's up? That that that's that's what people feel. That I don't like the, the 31 10 prediction. That's when it gets scary. I know. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I said he scared me with that train. Hold you. But anyway, man, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday was exciting. Uh, but was, was this right? Yeah. Actually, Sunday was excited. I'm, I'm geeking. Sunday was excited. But the <laughs> right, you know, I'm still not right now. Sunday was excited with the NBA dropped a few shockers last week. And I'm gonna introduce my homie, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Just Blaze, what's going on, bruv? Just Blaze is the host of the Above the Rim podcast. What's going on, my man? Yo, fellas, what's going on? Wole, I appreciate the invite, my brother Ray. Nice to talk to you again, my brother. Appreciate the invite, fellas. Oh, no doubt, man. And before we get into what we came, what we brought you on for, we came here for, what was your thoughts when you saw Jimmy Butler, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, fellas. That shit had me laughing. I'm not going to lie. So, yo, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here. What's going on with Fallout Boy or whatever? Whatever. Oh, <laughs> whatever my boy, it's, no, it's so funny. My, my, one of my uh, homeboys growing up, I thought he was trying to throw shade at me. He was like, what's up with your dark skin, folks? I was like, bro, you shut up, dude. I know you're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And remember last year, he already came into the season with dreads last year. Dr- I know. Like, what are you doing? We, we, 
weave. Yeah, yeah, weave. Yeah, yeah. Folks, question like, how you grow hair so fast? Like, yeah, Jimmy man. on Jimmy on one. Nah, on that one. was the that was the eight mile. You know uh, what you call him? What was the dude name? Makai Fiber Joint. Oh yeah, Makai oh, Fiber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Felt, yeah Papa Doc. Yeah, the soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy is wilding, fellas. Jimmy, Jimmy wilding, tripping. Fellas. Jimmy tripping, Jimmy tripping big time, man. Absolutely. Oh man, you got we have folks. We have my man, yeah, my man. Dude, they already rolling out with this joint. Oh yeah. man, and it, it's not a game, but yeah, man, it's an exciting time in uh in the NBA. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks acquired Damian Lillard in a three-team trade uh, with the Portland Trail Blazers and, and the Phoenix Suns. Portland received Drew Holiday, who ended up somewhere else. We'll talk about that. Uh, unprotected, yeah. unprotected uh, Bucks pick in twenty nine in twenty twenty nine. And a first round swap uh in 2028 and 2030. The Blazers get DeAndre Ayton. That's that's my man, uh just favorite player. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm not mad at him. No okay, way, man. okay, okay. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about okay. it. Okay, well, I'll set in and uh Nazir Little to the Suns, and also the Bucks get uh sent Grayson Allen to the Suns as well. All right, this is the this is the first question. Is Giannis and Dame a great fit? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I think they're a phenomenal. I think they're a phenomenal fit. I actually think they are the ideal pairing for each other. Actually, right. when you look at when you look at the way both players play on offense and on defense, but we'll uh, stick to offense right now for particulars. They are a match made in heaven. I think. I think what Giannis has always been missing is that small attacking guard that can get his shot from anywhere on the floor. And also can hit a three from anywhere on the floor. We look at Damian Lillard. He's one of the better three-point shooters in the league. Obviously, top three. I think, in my opinion, three-point shooter in the league. Uh, he can hit off the dribble. He can spot up. He can do it all. And then, uh -huh. most importantly, he's not fearful in the moment. Now, if we're looking at Giannis, if we're being honest sometimes, if we're over being honest with each other, yes. Giannis has a tendency to get shook at the end of the games, if, I'm exactly. the, if we're all being honest with each other. Yeah. We've seen him in a few playoff series. When it gets toward the end of the game, it's actually in that Miami series last year. I forgot what game was. I think it was game five or game six. He had an opportunity to score twice. And at the end of the game, he I think it was in the elimination game. He passed up the rock. Mm -hmm. I forgot to who it was. I believe it was Grayson Allen or somebody like that who with one second left to take the shot. When Giannis should it have been no decision other than him taking the shot. So I feel like at times Giannis does have a tendency to be a little bit fearful when it goes toward the end of the game, also because of his free throw shooting as well. Yeah. So having a guy like Damian Lillard inserted to the lineup is just going to make Giannis better because now it makes him uh, less scared to attack, less scared to make mistakes because he he knows he has somebody better than him on the offensive side of the ball who's not afraid to take those shots. So I love the pairing between those two, especially on the offensive side. Mm. Does it hurt the defense, though? A tad bit. I okay. think it does hurt the defense a little bit. I'm not going to lie because, come on now, Drew Holiday is one of the better defensive guards in the league, prob if not the best best uh, yeah. perimeter defensive guard in the league. So mm -hmm. does it hurt the defense? Obviously, yes, it hurts it on the perimeter. But then again, you think about it. Who are the guards in the East that they really have to really contend with that so much so where Damian Lillard can't guard any of them? You got Trey Young. He still he can put up 25 to 30, but you can overcome a 25 to 30 point game, 40 point game from Trey Young. Who mm -hmm. else they got? Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard won't be guarding him anyway. Who else is in the East? James Harden, he wouldn't be guarding him anyway. He would probably guard Tyrese Maxey. And listen, if Dame can't hold his own against Tyrese Maxey, we got a problem there. 
right? That means he's not the Dane that we all know. Yeah. Anybody else in the East? Who else are we worried about in the East as guards in particular? Mm. Jalen Brunson. Nobody. Jalen Brunson. Jalen yeah. Brunson. He get buckets. He get buckets. Yeah, but um, what's the name? I believe Malik Beasley or uh, I'm forgetting. Um, Who, not Middleton uh, because he's playing it. Malik quickly. Beasley. No, for no, no, for for the Bucks. I forgot the other two. Oh, Who's their backup too? Malik Beasley and uh Wesley Matthews. Oh, Messi and Matthews. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be. He don't matter. That's the hole. That's the hole in the Bucks lineup. Is at the two guard spot. So you can either move Middleton down to the two, but I feel like he plays better at the three. And then you have those two guys who are guarding the two opposing perimeter offensive players. So he's gonna have to defend better. I will tell you that he's not gonna be able to take possessions off. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that luxury here, but hopefully, and I think it will, his offense, his offense will be so dominant that it offsets any defensive offic- deficiencies that Damian Lillard has. So I think they'll be all right in the Eastern Conference. Mm. So uh, another question: Who is like who's the one? Who is well, the one? Game? Yeah, who's the one? Is it Yon- it's still Giannis? Oh, who's the first option? Oh, it's still Giannis. Oh, it's, it's still Giannis. Giannis? Even yeah, though Dame's a better offensive, not- even though Dame's a better offensive player. Yes, I mean no, I would disagree. I don't think okay. he's a better offensive okay. player. I think I think Giannis a is a scorer. better offense is a better offensive player because okay. he can he has the ability to be more dominant, I think, okay. especially on the inside. Now we know he gotta get better at that jump shot. We know yeah. he gotta get better at that pull up Jay. We know he gotta get better at that three point shooting. We know he's a little shook to shoot those shots, but we also do know that Giannis is gonna make sure he gets into the paint. And that to me, I think is most important that he knows where his bread is butted. And that's in the paint. So we know at times in the playoffs, it can he's gonna run into a little bit of trouble. But that's where Damian Lillard can be the alpha to take over from Giannis. I don't think Drew probably was alpha enough on the offensive yeah, side not. to really say, "Yo, give me the rock, get out of my way, chill." And that's what they need Damian Lillard to do. So I think Giannis is still one option, but it's like a one A one B type. I think for the book. Okay. How y'all okay. feel about that? You think it's you think it's Dame? I, I'm different. I'm sure Ray's gonna say it's it's Giannis. I think it's Dame. I just think Dame is in terms of a player who just can score easy. I, well, Giannis scores easy because he plays bully ball. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Dame in terms of like those, like the it's like it's like a Steph it's like a Steph Curry thing. It's the it's the it's the heavyweight punch that hurts. And Dame is a crippler. Impact. Impact. Yeah, he's a crippler. He's a crippler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when he scores in bunches, he can he can take away your will. It's different. You know, being in Portland, it's a little different the way the team is, the way the team was constructed. So I understand the frustrations in Portland. Um, I thought his him and CJ were a good combo, but that's a whole different discussion. But in they couldn't defend, they couldn't defend exactly. But here, you you're, this team this team is is predicated on defense. Like Milwaukee is still predicated on defense because Yaman yeah. is your best player as a defender. Giannis is one of the better defenders in the NF, in the NBA. And then you have like so Dame is allowed to do a little bit more. So if you allow Dame to do a little bit more as a scorer, what he does, you know, you gotta you because you gotta guard Dame throughout the court. Like you gotta guard. You, there's no break on Dame. Like Giannis, there's a break. Like to be real with you, like I'll sag on you and make and, and I can entice Giannis to take that that J. You can't do nothing with Dame. There's nothing that you can really take away from Dame if you yeah. really want to keep with a buck. Like there's nothing. If Dame is off, he's off. That's the difference, right? Because Giannis is scoring in the paint, so he's going to get a higher percentage shot. So I agree with you in that aspect. But if but when Dame is going good, there's really nothing you can do with Dame. Like period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm interested to see how it works because. Cause I can see, I, for instance, I can 
a baller knows a baller, right? So I can see Giannis looking at Dame and being like, man, you can get buckets easy, bro. Like, you can get buckets like that I can't get. And I'll, I think, I'll, I think Giannis I'll, is going to take a step. I think so. Game. That's what I'm saying. Like, Giannis yeah. will defer. I can see Giannis deferring to defer, Dame yeah. comparing to what Giannis would do with Drew and, and even Middleton. Like, Giannis would defer to Middleton. If Giannis is going to defer to Middleton, what you think he's going to do with Dame? I agree. So I, more I, of an I think Dame will ask for the rock. That's yes. the difference between the two. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. Like, I do think that in the regular season, this is the thing. I think in the regular, I could, I'll agree with this way. In the regular season, I think Giannis will be the best player in the regular season. But in the postseason, when they need clutch buckets and they need all, like, they just need that person to will them through, I think it's going to be Dame. Just like we saw at certain points in Giannis's career, we saw with really like Middleton. We'd be like, dang, who Middleton get more, but getting buckets. More consistent than Giannis, and who is Middleton compared to Giannis? So I do think that you have that, but yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm a little. But I have so much respect for Dame's game, so I'm always. I feel like Dame is gonna get the attention that he he wants. He's gonna get what he deserves. Like I think I saw something that Gilbert Gilbert Arenas talked about with him and Dame their conversation, and it was like you just need to be on that platform when you're winning games and, and playing playing a big time. In big time games and people the world's gonna know who you are for real like if people know who you are they're gonna really know who you are you know what i'm saying i just think that milwaukee because of the team and the way they're constructed being a good team i think teams folks will know who really what dame's really about interesting right. is this a kobe and shaq situation because you, you, you didn't you didn't like kobe having the ball too much you wanted shaq to have the ball i right? did i did i did you was biased because you you weren't really the but he was kobe gunning fan, though see that's different kobe, though he, kobe that's, would close though Kobe yeah, but he would gun though. That's different. He closed, but he would yeah. gun. That's different. Dame nah, don't. It's gun, gonna gun. be the same. It might be the same. It might, <laughs> it might be the same, fellas. I'm not gonna lie. Dame is a gunner too. He gun, but it's different though. It's a different type. I'm like, I'm I don't think he's. Be... I don't think he's passing that rock. I think when it comes down to the end of the game, I think Dame is like, I'm not passing that rock. I'm sorry. I know you're Giannis, but I'm Dame at the same time. And I does this. Yeah, oh, I does this. Yeah, it's, it's dang time for a reason. See, Ray, you ain't had to call yeah. me out on the Kobe Shaq thing. That's that's messed up. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Come on, man. You know Shaggy. won't be lying out here. Man. Come on, man. You know, you know he be lying out here. You know he be talking shit. Come on. It's gonna be interesting though at the end of the game. I'm not gonna lie. I'm telling I, you. I, am, I, I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen, but I do think they'll have a happy medium. But All because right. Dame brings the ball up. I think he's gonna have to make the call, as in True. it's my goal. I think in the beginning he's gonna defer, but I'll give it about thirty games to be honest. I give it about 20, 30 games, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna see normal Dame. Whereas in I'm not deferring anymore because they do need me to be that closer because they actually do need him to be that closer. So yeah. we gonna see. We gotta see how Middleton looks too. That's also a small. That's too. That's caveat. what I'm saying. Yeah. From the injury, if Middleton right? is healthy, yeah. if Middleton yeah. is healthy, then he's gonna be taking more shots, and he's gonna have to be involved in the offense. So I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised if Dame and Giannis is working out so well that they start to uh, survey the market for Chris Middleton and start to survey and see his trade value. Because if you could get, yes, because if you could get a couple of pieces for Chris Middleton and shore up that two and that three spot, rather than opposed to paying him, I forgot how much he's getting paid, but I think it's like 160 mil. Oh, he's in the back. Oh, he's in the back. He's getting damn near max. So I think, I, this is one of my one of my bold predictions, but I think Damon Giannis is going to work out so well that they may look into surveying the trade market for Chris for Chris Middleton. Maybe not trade him that quickly, but I do think they will survey the market 
if this pairing goes really well because they could they could they could use an upgrade at that two spot and Chris Middleton would be their main trade piece to be used for that. I want to talk about a player we talked about Aiden. That's, that's your guy, you know. Saying so, <laughs> do you think the Trailblazers will unlock? Yeah, <laughs> do you think the Trailblazers will unlock the poten- the potential of Aiden? <laughs> I don't know if that's a trick question you throwing at me right now. But you know, but you know what's crazy? I actually yeah. think Aiton is going to be phenomenal on the Portland Trailblazers. I actually okay. think this. Situ- okay. I actually think this situation might be tailor made for him. You know why? Because yeah, number one, number one, <laughs> number one, number one, and most importantly, lower expectations. Lower mm-hmm. expectations for Aiton means that he could play more comfortable. He could play more free. They won't be expecting him to play outside of his role. And the Phoenix Suns, they were going to ask him to play outside of his role. They were going to ask him to defend. They were going to ask him to rebound. They were going to ask him to block shots. They were going to ask him to protect the rim, set decent picks. All the shit that he didn't really want to do that won't show up on the stat sheet. So I think in Portland, it's a fresh start, a renewed start for him. Got my man Scoot Henderson over there, who I think is going to be the rookie of the year. Unanimously, I think he's beating Webby out for that. So um, I think with uh, Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons, their penetration at the rim, I think it's going to get DeAndre Ayton a lot more easy buckets. And then also a small caveat that we're sleeping on, they got the Time Lord over there right now. So there's two things to that. With them having the Time Lord over there, Robert Williams, they said they might, they're probably going to keep the Time Lord. They said they're going to do lineups with four or five with DeAndre Ayton and Time Lord in the lineup at the same time because – DeAndre Ayton was asked about that. He said growing up and in college, his natural position was power forward anyway. Uh-huh. So he said he has no problem playing with the Time Lord. So that's a big lineup, having Time Lord, DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, and then School Henderson. I think that's a solid five. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's, that's a solid five if they run out with that unit. Also, you got Shady and Sharpness in there too. But I do think DeAndre Ayton is going to play well. But he's got to get those rebounds. That's always been my issue with him. He doesn't rebound the ball. He doesn't block shots well enough for a center, in my opinion. So that's going to be the key for him. Yeah, that's going to be the key for him. And listen, he's got a lot to prove. So I'm excited to see, you know, what he's going to do. I mean, they should be fighting for a playoff play play in spot, not a playoff, play in spot. Uh I think they should be fighting for. We'll see. They may may surprise some folks because I got, you know, I got full confidence in Scoot. That's my guy right there. So I think Scoot. I think he's gonna kill this year, to be honest. So, for the sake of time, bro, we know Drew Holiday is in Boston now, and from the DMV perspective, I don't know what if you've seen this, but people are like, do do the Celtics think KP is really that guy? Like, is he really gonna be Ooh. a dude that's gonna play in the middle, play tough? Because I forgot they got KP. I keep forgetting. Yeah, they deep. Like, <laughs> Damn, that. they crazy. They they deep. Uh, well, see, that's that's the thing. So, who's better? Is it the Celtics currently, or is it the Bucks? Are you asking me? Or what? Yeah, yeah, man, you the guest, yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you the star, I, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, um, we do. I'm be I think they, I think they are neck and neck. But to me personally, right now, I'm gonna give the edge to the Celtics. In my opinion, yeah. I'm gonna give edge to the Celtics. I think I they're deep. They are deep, they brother. Deep, I know. Bro. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people are sleeping. They're hating on the Kristaps Porzingis take up to the Celtics, but I think he's going to be excellent on our squad. I think he's exactly what they need because Tatum can play the three, he can play the four, he can play the two. Sometimes he can handle, he can distribute, he can do it all. So they don't need necessarily 
a true traditional big as they once had. And remember, they played a lot of time without the Time Lord. So they're already used to playing without a shot-blocking center, a rebounding center in that lineup. And I can't even say shot-blocking because KB, he'll get you those blocks. Mm-hmm. And with next, next to Al Horford, he'll spell a lot of minutes for him. Yeah, and true. what's most importantly is that what the Time Lord couldn't do, Porzingis could space the floor. That's really mm-hmm. what they needed because a lot of times the offense was getting bogged down. They didn't really have a, a, a primary distributor, which they still don't really have. So I feel like they still might look into the point guard market unless they're looking to upgrade uh, Peyton Pritchard, you know, off the bench and have him play a lot more minutes because they do kind of need a point guard from time to time. But I mean, back I up, think so a backup lot, point guard, right? Backup, backup yeah, backup yeah, point yeah. guard, yeah. yeah. Because Drew Holiday, he's not a true distributor also. Yeah, he's, yeah, still, yeah. he's still a combo guard. Yeah. But I think that lineup is deep. And how yes. do you score on that roster? Drew That's Holiday, Dana Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, KP. People sleeping on KP, but he's going to get you them blocks. And he'll Bro, he's going to get – he gonna get you fifteen easy just off just easy. off because he don't got to worry about because you gonna worry about everybody else and then you and he does he does block he does block shots he is that dude that block shots and also man like you lost Marcus Smart but got you got a better version of Marcus Smart that's the one. that's the thing you got a better version of Marcus Smart they I'm with you I think they're better they're better I give them the edge over Milwaukee and it's because yeah. it's just a it's a perfect fit for what they do it's like the perfect fit like you keep your yeah. same brand. But yeah. also, like you said, there's more spacing now. Like Drew Holiday is, is a good mid-range shooter. He can shoot a three ball. He's a good mid-range shooter. And he can, and he's a big guard. He can post. There's so much he can do. Um, you got Bro. Tatum, Tatum, I'm, Brown, Brown. I'm gonna th- throw one, I'm gonna throw one thing into you to add on to what you were saying. Yeah. Uh Drew Holiday is low mileage. He's a yeah. low mileage player. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the ball as he much. Don't so need exactly he don't need it. He don't. He doesn't need yeah. to hit the three. So exactly what you were saying. Well, like I agree. He, I, he just low mileage. Yes, and then you and then he's he's just strapped. Like you just know he you put him on your butt. It's just the perfect. Like if you were thinking of all right, what is ball? What player fits Boston? It's Drew Holiday. It's just a perfect fit. Like more than anything. Sometimes I know we all get enamored with the star player, a star player going here. But sometimes when a when a, a fit is just perfect, that's yeah. just a perfect fit. So. To your point about even you know KP, I just forgot about KP. Like the spacing's gonna be better. Like there's just so much. Like even like Jalen Brown, the slasher, can get more like room to go to the to the basket. Now he has to worry about his pat being thorough. Like he can get to the get to the basket a little bit easier because there nothing's congested. Even Al Horford, when you have him, he's still picking pops and shoots the three. So yeah, I'm with you, bro. Like yeah, they're definitely a different team with it. So real quick before we let you go, I will ask about the Suns. You know, it seems like their their bench is now built up. Like are are the Suns a dangerous team now? Now they got a bench because of the trade. Uh yeah, they are very dangerous, but they also have holes in their roster, as a lot of contenders do. Now I was I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of the DeAndre Ayton Nurkic trade because uh-huh. uh you know I understand why the trade was done because Nurkic will play his role a lot more, which will be screening, rebounding, being a protector at the rim, being a big body that they need. But I do think they downgraded in talent in terms of DeAndre and to, to Nurkic because I'm going to be honest, Nurkic is not really trustworthy in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. also he can be played off the floor in the playoffs by opposing guards. A guard like Steph Curry, a guard like Chris Paul, you know, Scoot Henderson, guards like that. They're going to be able to play Nurkic off the floor because once the sun starts switching, Nurkic can't guard any elite perimeter guard on the perimeter behind the three-point line, whatever the case may be. He can't guard anybody. I think he's going to have trouble also in pick-and-roll situations. So, But I think the Suns are going to go in a 
I think he's going to be on the bench a lot of times in important times. And I think you're going to see a lot of Kevin Durant at center, to be honest with you. Mm. I think we're going to see KD at center in these lines and either bowl with them. Uh, Kenyatta Bates, yeah, Jock. Bro, bro. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of Nazir Little. You know, Bo is my guy. That's, I know. That's the Bo, Bo, I, I love Bo. Bo. Bo is my guy. That's <laughs> his, that's gonna be the secret weapons. And listen, I said on Twitter a couple said, people yeah. was mad at me that I said I said the Suns about to unlock Bo Bo. That I'm was ho- the best I'm hoping, part, bro. I'm hoping. Yeah, that was the best part of the DeAndre Ayton trade. I think my son Bo Bo is about to be unlocked and unleashed I on the Phoenix so. Suns. Yeah, I, I think him so. playing with KD, he has now. He has a prototypical guy that he can learn from, that he can learn how to play the right way. And I think now with the trade of DeAndre Ayton on the lowest of keys, the Suns now have a need for Bobo. They need his shot blocking at the rim. You know, you know, he's not a great shot blocker. We know he's not mm-hmm. a great defender, especially on the perimeter, but he can still block some shots. Well, I'm you with know what you, I'm bro. And yeah, so that's going to be his main thing. He has to rebound better. He has to bulk up a little bit more. But I think the Suns are going to be playing a fast-paced type of game and really mm. get out and run on the perimeter. So hopefully they can sustain in the paint. If, if they play a team that's going to slow down the pace and, and slow down the pace and post up, they may have some trouble. But I still think they'll be all right. They have holes, but then they also have a lot of pros in their roster with their being depth, and they have a lot of six six to six nine rangy versatile forwards that they now can use. So I I, I think. The sun's gonna be a tough out. We know that already. The sun's gonna be at the top of the West. Man, basketball season's almost here. I'm just so boosted. Hey, man, thanks, man. We, thanks, home, for being on. Before we let you go, to tell listeners how they can catch your pod. Put up, plug your YouTube, your YouTube channel, social media. Plug everything, my man. No problem, brother. Appreciate the invite, of course, my man Wole. I gotta get you on the show soon, my man Ray. Appreciate <laughs> you talking to you again, fellas. You know it's a pleasure every Yo. time you guys invite me. Invite me mm-hmm. on the Urban Sports Scene. I appreciate the love as always. Uh, you can catch Above the Rim podcast anywhere you find your podcast, anywhere on YouTube, on Twitter, at JustBlaze underscore 513. You can catch me there on IG. It's the same shit. Holler at me. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Fellas, I need y'all on the show because we got to talk some shit. We got a lot of shit. Hey, bro, man. Anytime. Lakers. I got hey, shit to talk about your Lakers, brother. Okay, we going hey, to go in? Oh, okay, let's talk. We're going to talk about it, okay? Invite me. We in there. Invite yeah, me, we in there. Ray, Ray, I might have to bring you on for a DC episode, my brother. Talk about them Wizards, man. I might have to talk <laughs> about right. them because y'all going to have some tough days going forward. Man. So I'm going so so to have to bring you on to talk about those boys right there. I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, brother. I'm Absolutely. cool with tough days. As long as we build right. yeah. the right cool I, I feel you. I hear that. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for the invite, fellas. Oh, appreciate I appreciate you, it. Man. Check me God, out man. anywhere. And I got to have y'all all soon. Much love, all fellas. Right. I appreciate it. You already know what time right, it is, bro. bro. All right, boy. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. Basketball season about to be lit, dog. It's going to be lit. But you know, it was lit. Saturday was lit, dog, man. It was it was official. But only only on the Canelo side. It wasn't it wasn't lit for it wasn't for, for Jamel Charlo. It was not lit at all. He the smoke wasn't there for Jamel, man. It just wasn't there at all. We, at all. We got yeah. let me introduce our next guest, man. Right now, we are joined by host of the Adams Boxing Show, Wayne and Jermaine. What's up? What's, what's going up, on, fellas? fellas? And welcome fellas? back to the Urban Sports Scene. What's good, man? What's good, bro? What's up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Ray and Woe, what's going on? We good, bro. We good. Glad to have you back on, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. We're trying to get the camera and everything right. We're trying to set it up. Y'all cool? It's all, like, it's it all good. Do y'all realize, though, what happened, though? Because, you know, we kicked it at the at the uh, Gary Antoine Russell fight. That might have been mm-hmm. last time Showtime Boxing came to D.C., fam. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. part of history. Right. Yeah, with everything now, so that was the last time. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> that was. It was. It was. 
<laughs> Amazon Prime coming out, cuz right? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Amazon Prime. I don't got no Amazon Prime. Who would have thought that would Showtime be going to an end like that? Mm-hmm. Just go back to HBO, man. What they doing to me, bro? What they doing? They dirty. It seemed it seemed like they um they bowed out from boxing. It seemed like for the same reason Showtime is boxing. That's not as it's really not as lucrative as it's been in the past. I don't know if it has to do with certain fighters or how the promoters mm-hmm. is promoting guys, mm-hmm. but they're not bringing in the same numbers as some of these guys that come on Twitter and like to say what they they bringing in. Mm. It ain't. It, Maybe they y'all getting a little change, but everybody ain't getting their change. So, you know, they the whole story ain't really being told, but it's being told now because you got a big network like like Paramount, who's like a power five company yeah. in the entertainment world. If they bow out, then it's an issue. Mm. So, so it's you have so, to look at that, you know. So it's wild because you would think like this year of boxing has been kind of dope, though. Yeah, it has been, but it hasn't been consistently like that. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, since okay. Mayweather really been gone, especially on the Showtime end, man, they've been really sprinkling little events to try to make it seem like, it, you know, we're doing good, we're doing that, but yeah. why would Paramount be leaving? True. That's I'm the thing. Just, they wouldn't leave yeah. if the numbers was right. You That's know what true. I'm saying? But boxing is not really that mainstream sport in the United States like it, it was in the past, when in the 90s, early 2000s, the 80s. If this was the 90s, soon as PBC would have even came out with a rumor that they were leaving or Showtime or Showtime was dropping them or Paramount was dropping whoever, mm-hmm. somebody would have picked them up the first day that they were out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It show you that boxing ain't where it used to be. Because somebody would have got them all instantly. You know, yeah. so you'll never see nothing like this happen. That's crazy. Cause it, yeah, this is crazy. Wow, man. Al Heyman is in part, he's partly to blame because of the matchmaking, for real, for real. But, I mean, we could go over it all day. But last weekend, uh, there was an event, of course, uh, Canelo, Charlo, Jermail. And Canelo dominated Jermail, dropped him in the seventh round. Um, you predicted that Canelo would win by by uh, decision. Most people did. Now, that's what our prediction was last week. As a matter of fact, the numbers from this fight are going to dictate if Showtime has pay-per-views next year just for one year until mm. the, the year uh, 2025 comes mm. around. So we'll see what the numbers are. But what was your thoughts on that fight? And uh, did you feel like Charlo? I feel like Charlo wasn't scared, but many people feel like like Terrence Crawford. You saw his comments. <laughs> they feel like he really didn't bring the fight. He came to get paid and stay clean. I mean, I just think. <laughs> You know, Canelo just levels above Charlo, and I think Charlo knew that, and so he wasn't yeah. about to take any risks. He was just happy just to not get knocked out. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. <laughs> he, he, he checked. He checked out after he felt that he felt the power. He felt the strength. Yeah. And um, I think he tried. He threw. He threw some good shots at Canelo. He did though. He did. He did. A couple left hooks. You know what I'm saying? I think he Canelo. checked out. This one is gonna be a game and all that stuff. So he, you know, he just got up out of there. Canelo is a machine, bro, but you saw right after that fight, Tank Davis came out and said, don't get it twisted. I'm still the face of boxing. Many mm-hmm. are saying, well, the way Canelo dominated Charlo is still Canelo's. And then, of course, we got Terrence who's like, all right, I'm trying to step in. I am want to fight Canelo now. Who's the face of boxing right now? Um, I give, I still give the edge to Canelo. What you say, Wayne? I still think in I the, give the edge to Canelo. In, in the black community, it's Tank. Right, hands down, like we don't stop what we doing really for Canelo fight. To be honest with you, really, sure. that's true. That's you know, true. 
You're right. It's you know what I'm saying? You go down to the local, the, the basketball court, ain't nobody talking about Canelo, especially in the black community. <laughs> we're not talking about Canelo. At all. You know what I'm saying? But Canelo is probably so I you want to just break it down in sectors, you have to go, okay, throughout the Mexicans, it's clear Canelo. Mm-hmm. And it's the Mexican, then you got the black community, they riding with Tank. It's everybody was just tuned in. It's not mm-hmm. nobody has really replaced Mayweather. It's just Canelo is probably the closest thing to that. Yeah. yeah. And by Canelo fighting Charlo, it kind of brought the blacks back in it. Because right. we was kind of off of Canelo, especially when we just talking about weed. We talking yeah, about community. Especially from his recent fights. Yeah, I he think was off that way for a yeah. little while. Dang, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that, bro. So what would Canelo versus Benavidez do for the black community? Because <laughs> that's that's more like a global fight. It's a global fire. Our core boxing fan do much for. Uh, of course, you have. Do we lose them? Yeah, it looked like we might have lost them. All right. No, it's wild when they say when they talk like I would like. Yeah, they. That's an interesting point, though. Right in the black community. There you go. They back. They back. But people going to check it out. Just for the fact, it's like I say, it's a big fight. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I wonder how you globalize Tank. I guess he got to stop getting in trouble. <laughs> so you can market him. Yeah, definitely that. Definitely that. Stop getting in trouble. That's how you got to market this dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's creating that bad boy type image that people yeah. like. And a lot of people wanted to lose just cause for the fact that he was linked with Floyd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he can't shake that regardless if they try to say he's not with Floyd or not, uh, anymore or not. But, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Tank definitely um, is a big super. He's a, I look at him as a superstar because yeah. he, I've been to, his, I went to his fight in D.C. Well, y'all had to fight in D.C.? No, nah, but I know he was. I know what was happening down there. Folks' cars getting robbed in. It was getting like. Man, Folks, it was crazy. It was like a club. Crazy. Him, I know. I heard. It was crazy. I heard it was crazy, yeah, though. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point, bro. I mean, uh, Floyd is so hard to replace. Floyd rocked the sombrero to the ring. He over yeah. in the UK, or and, and him and Ricky had, and they both talking. Man, everybody's booing him. They wanted to hurt him, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Floyd was the best marketer I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know what I mean? I yeah. think Ali, of course, was before us, but yeah, I don't know, man. But I didn't. Even the biggest think about draw that. to that's, me that's, ever that's has been point. like the biggest draw to me ever. I mean, Floyd's a big draw, but only because it like was like Mike, because Mike will lose and still be the biggest draw. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now. Canelo he, beating Charlo, that was a 19th world champion he defeated in his career. Like, that's crazy to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, it shows you his his resume. His resume is second to none in the game of boxing. A lot of these guys really don't have that, even a resume, even close. But that shows you that he takes on credible opponents. I know we kind of critique him and be like, man, well, this guy really ain't a top three. But if he's fighting a top six guy, that's still, still good. good, bro. Still mm-hmm. good. Compared to what I, these other guys do. I'm telling you. I got so much respect for Canelo. I do. I'm, I'm not one of them people who be like, oh, he don't fight. Like, he fight people, man. Yeah. He, may, he may not fight the person I want him to fight sometimes. But right. He fight At that people. certain yeah. time, he might you not know what fight. Like, like, I want him to fight Benavidez. Right? No, I want him to fight him. I want him to fight Benavidez. Like, now, I don't want to hear this talk. You got to fight him ASAP. But when mm-hmm. you look at the resume, like, it is what it is. Like, I don't care what folks trying. You can hate. That's just hate. You know what I'm saying? You just got to acknowledge, like, out of all in the era of boxing, we complain that people don't fight people. Old boy fight people. He does. And he, he fights them, and that he fights them. That's all. Yeah, and he fight them at they ain't like he fighting them when they done. He fight them when they still ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may not yeah. like the outcome of oh, you may say like you know Triple G. You may think Triple G would beat him or whatever, but he fighting that dude. Like he is fighting that dude. He's not and saying still beat a lot of guys. Yeah. Like Oh wait! Oh, yeah. talk to who? Oh, talk to. Okay, I think Triple G might have might have beat Charlo. 
Do Charles Charles now? Charles fought Canelo? I wouldn't surprise Triple G beat that beat him. Right now, huh? I wouldn't surprise me at all, man. And he Dang. can't take Canelo power. Triple G can crack too. Yeah, yeah, true. So what's oh, next? No, what's next? What's no. next? For, what's next with Jamel then? I forget, well, like, you, about, well, I think he should probably consider going to 160. If we go back to 154, that's fine. But I, uh, I think he should definitely go back there. He shouldn't stay at 168. What do you think, bro? I think he should go to 160. But it, no politics is involved. I would like to see him against guys like Janet Beck. Um, I think Adam is. He can fight that guy. There's a know? lot of unknown. Like, a lot of people don't know these names because mm -hmm. these guys are not as popular like that. But yeah. there's a lot of good fighters at middleweight. But I th he said he want to go back down to 154 where he has three belts. Now, they took one belt from him. Yeah. He got stripped. So, I mean, seems like 154 is his move. Maybe he can get that Mendoza and Zoo winner. Okay. And that's, still, that's always still out there. What's a, no, a non-name dude that would be a good fight? Would be a good entertain a good challengeable fight not a fight that like a good, an easy fight for him but a good challengeable fight that one of the guys you just mentioned that folks don't know about mm. 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 Jamil. i think for dura i think for dura that's mm. a good fight that's I never a good thought fight. about that one that's a really good fight um you got a guy that he knocked out already lubin lubin might want that rematch but you know they don't yeah. do rematches like that because he, he had knocked out bad and he really didn't win his last fight, but it's okay. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> he really didn't win his last fight, but that's a whole different discussion. You know what I'm saying? So that that's, that's yeah. So those are some names, but he, you know, so it's it's a lot of different names out there that's floating around. But is he mm -hmm. going willing to take that risk and and take him on just after getting this big old payday? He might be real picky about who he fight now. He might yeah. got Hollywood now, so we don't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you think you think Jamel will go Hollywood after that that, that performance? He already he already kind of said it. Yeah, Yo, he, he, real talk. There's nothing to go Hollywood off. Of. I know you're getting paid, but ain't nothing to go Hollywood off. Of. I mean, I, and I like Jamel. Ain't nothing to go Hollywood off of that, John. I know. But, but like, these guys at least that it, type of money, man. Yeah, ain't nothing. That's that's not like sometimes when you take the L against a, a supreme boxer, if you just kind of not say you go down in your shield, but if you can compete, then people acknowledge you. Then you're just like, yeah, you become a holly a household name. You kind of be like, mm -hmm. all right, you competed against that dude. But this one was like. You know, I mean, anytime, any, anytime you got critics that say like you just went in there and take and, and just to get paid, that's a mm -hmm. problem. Like that is a problem. I don't care what it is. It's a boxer is a problem. It you know is a problem. So, Almost. I don't know how he can get just because you fought. It's because you fought Canelo. I don't see how that's a thing to say. All right, you could be Hollywood. You gotta you still gotta accomplish something in that fight. Not to say mm -hmm. you gotta win, but you gotta accomplish something in that fight to be Hollywood when you, you weren't did. Hollywood before. He's he's really like acting like he got a moral victory. Like I lasted the fact that I lasted. Yeah. I'm the big I'm a big bad guy that took the challenge and I lasted. The other guys got knocked out, stopped, bloodied up. He's going to use that as his bargaining tool going forward. I lasted with Canelo. Yeah, you know. What I would argue to say that Caleb Plantler looked like look more of a soldier against Canelo than him. Yeah, he fought a better fight. Yeah, he yeah. fought a fight a way better yeah, fight. You know, yeah, yeah. I would make the argument that yeah, like he tried to mix it up. Like Caleb wasn't scared. He tried. Like he didn't want to. Mm -hmm. He felt his power and he didn't back down. He got got his butt whipped, but he didn't back down though. You know what I'm saying? Like he he wasn't running. He wasn't like Jamel ran for some of that fight. Like y'all can they can call it moving, but he felt his power and he was like, I ain't trying to feel this 24 seven. Let me move around. Let me get away from the corner or whatever. And it's boxing, but he it, it wasn't like he was trying to get and trade blows with Canelo. Caleb was trying. Caleb was all cool with trading blows with Canelo. He, he was cool won, with it. Caleb actually won round yeah. versus Canelo. Yeah, Canelo might only won yeah. one top. One round. Yeah, exactly. So I would argue. I would make the argument to say, like, yeah, if you want to say who's somebody who looked better in a defeat, I would say Caleb looked better in defeat compared to than Jamel. Oh, I agree one thousand percent. 
tell him, tell Jamel they Derek, was losing. Yeah, Derek James told him he was losing and, and yeah. told him he may he need to step it up. And, and he still didn't do it. Did, I think he checked out already. He wasn't trying mm -hmm. to. The trainer advice didn't mean nothing to him at a certain point in that fight. Mm -hmm. At all. You know what I'm saying? Right. He already had it mentioned. I, it almost sounded like he had his. His post fight speech almost sounded like it was already written before the fight because he he was too he was too clear cut but what everything he was saying I was like wait a minute you ain't just come up with that <laughs> just instantly <laughs> you know so, so, so he had that you want to do the, the film study right you, yeah you yeah, yeah, the, yeah you, you man, watch yeah. the film study and then you 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 run it back you get your analysis is always spot on um, because I said this last week the common opponent between these two was Austin Trout. Um, both Canelo and Jamel beat Austin Trout, but Austin Trout looked much better against Canelo than Charlo did. Charlo beat Austin Trout. Yeah, yeah, I just don't um, understand. Yeah, what's his name? Trout was 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 a little bit long in the tooth at that time. He wasn't really the same no more. He was still good, but he didn't took he took some you know he had his tough fights the time uh, uh, Charlo got to him. I actually thought the fight that Trout had with Canelo was really close. If for first watch, I had Trout winning by like one. Yeah, a lot of people did. But then I watched yeah. it again. I said it, it couldn't really win either way. Mm -hmm. So you trying to say so Trout when Trout fought Charlo that he was in a different place in his life. Yeah, Trout wasn't the same guy no more. He done, uh -huh. he done, he done took some took some well. Uh, in okay. He done, he done gave out some licks too, but he was a little bit long in the two yeah. time time Charlo got to him. And then then um Trout got stopped by uh, Lara, didn't? He? Yeah, I think he got stopped by a guy that yeah, don't really he did. You know, so that's true. So to speak of, so we talked about we talked about Charlo. All right, I mean, I I, I Ray and I we want we want him to see Benavides next. I mean, in terms of Canelo, we want him to see Benavides next. It Who do you want? He gotta get past Boo Boo uh, Andrew Andrade, but I hope it seems like everybody's looking past Andrade already. Oh, I am. I can hold you. I am. I'm that person. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am looking past him. I am that person. <laughs> you can. I raise my hand. I own it. I am looking. For, he, this is. This is. It's gonna be nasty work. That, in my opinion, no it's a marketable fight. It gets you. It gets you out of your seat more. I don't think really too many people want to see. Uh, Demetrius Andrade fight Canelo. Even mm, if he no. went, I think people would kind of be disappointed. Hoping yeah. that yes. better doesn't win anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Look, man, I'm, I'm on the side. It could be a robbery. I need a robbery. I just need. I just need, I need to make sure. I need Canelo Benavidez. I want. Yeah. I, I want him. Like I want him to see his boogeyman. You know what I'm saying? Canelo. I think it's the perfect. I fight. think. I think. I think Canelo know. You know, so he know. Like this is different. You know what I'm saying? This is a different type of boxer. This dude is bigger. He's stronger. You know, Canelo got an iron chin. Like, that thing real. I don't know what – I don't – that dude, something else. But, yeah, like – Barely even stumble off of him. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying that this – but Benavides is a different animal. Like, mm -hmm. this is a this is a different animal. You know what I'm saying? So – It is. That's yep. the fight. I think that Canelo's been taking his time for a reason. Like, he know this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I, do, I do think he will fight him. He has two fights left with um yeah, with PBC. And I think one of them will be Benavides, for mm -hmm. sure. I, I, I would bet I would say at least ninety percent. I think is one of them's gonna at least be Benavidez. Do you think the Crawford, the Bud Crawford Canelo talk is just BS, or do you think it's like? I think, think it's, it's all smoke screen. I think okay. Bud would fight him. I mm -hmm. think Bud would take the challenge. I just don't think Canelo is that interested because um, he made a statement, you know, criticizing Bud's resume. And for a guy that's already bigger. And makes way more money. Why would you need to take that route with yeah. the resume? That's just like it's like mm. an extra shot. It's like beating a dead horse. You didn't have to take True. that route. You yeah, could have right. just simply said, "Yeah, the guy is just too small for me." What are you guys talking about? Yeah, Why would you go to his resume? Yeah, he's interesting. It's a low blow. I don't yeah. think he need to talk about the resume because just because Bud right now is a is a hot product, mm. right? Like in terms of money, this is good for you. Like I, you're right because I'm like right now, just Bud is the hot. This is the hottest Bud has been. 
Bud is one of the hottest boxers, period, just because of that win. Yeah, like, he is. He is. But you know he, what I'm saying? He shot it down. Like, um, like to tack that man resume like that when you're already mm. multiple weight classes big. If you're three weight classes up from it and you make way more money than Bud, mm. you didn't have to go the resume route. The fact that you took that route, you was trying to stump that whole scenario. Yep. Did you just, all you had to do was say, yeah, he's just too small. Why are we talking about yeah, that? Interesting. And then we, you, then nobody could. What, what response can you really give to that? True. Oh, he just, oh yeah, true. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing you can really say. You know? not, yeah, nothing you can say. That's that's wild. Yeah, looking at, because I don't think, like for Bud, there's no, there's no need to even have that type of an argument because, again, this is like Bud is now one that one of them in terms of the market, in terms of being market. He's one of them right mm -hmm. now. It's, it is yeah, he is. is. He's, he's one of them right now. Like you said, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, speaking of, like, you know, so a fight that everybody want to see, it's been reported that Tyson Fury and, and Usyk have signed have signed contracts for an undisputed heavyweight championship fight in Saudi Arabia. The word is it will happen in the winter. Are you surprised that, that we're finally going to get this and we're going to pretty much get this pretty yeah. soon? Well, I'm shocked because the heavyweights, it seems like they've been quiet, too. You know, Yeah, get, big time, bro. Yeah, we've <laughs> never gotten Joshua versus Fury. I thought that was a fight that could have happened. Joshua yeah. versus Wilder, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just happy that we actually finally have a big heavyweight fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. What, what you right? Uh, the heavyweight division needs this. It really yeah. does. I mean, y'all know we all from the same area, man. The heavyweight division was was crazy for yeah. years. So I'm mm -hmm. glad Tyson Fury is finally doing this, especially considering he's getting ready to fight an MMA guy. Uh, we just, <laughs> we're just trying to figure yeah. out, fellas, like what's the what's the best what's the best venue? What's the best venue for this fight to take place? Is it Saudi Arabia? I mean, I, I I don't think it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, but they, you know, they got that money. They just yeah. tossing money at guys over there. Of course, I would love to see a big heavyweight fight in in, in America, but yeah. the Saudis, man, I don't know where they're getting this money from. Somewhere under the ground, somewhere, man, because they ain't never <laughs> seen them interested in boxing ever before. They ain't never been in boxing like that. So I'm trying to figure out where is this interest coming mm -hmm. from. <laughs> it's called it's money. That's all they care about. Yeah, man. You know what? The wild thing. You you right. Um, I just feel like, I mean, I know, like, because it's why Saudi, it's it's funny on a different topic, like in terms of like like professional like wrestling, like they pay a lot for that too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like, I'm not surprised you're gonna pay for pro wrestling. You're gonna pay for a, a high level boxing fight, right? Yeah, that was the back of my mind. But then I'm thinking, but to, just in terms of viewership and for pay per view buys, but people got to stay. I mean, that, that time frame is different. You had a fight of Usyk and 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 Fury of that caliber. You want to kind of make it a whole event. I know it's not, they're not American boxers, but it's still, at the, they're the best boxers in the game in terms of the heavyweight division. The heavyweight mm -hmm. division still, at the end of the day, it is the division when, when you got quality dudes. You know what I'm saying? These are two quality dudes. You know? Yeah, like you want, and I don't care what your race is, what your background is. If you watch boxing, like boxing, this is a fight that you want to happen. You've been wanting to happen. You know what I'm saying? So I would have preferred for this fight to be in Vegas. I mean, I just, I guess Vegas doesn't have that allure, allure anymore. In terms of like we gonna we gonna especially if you're a European or you're a foreign boxer, you're always open to fight outside of, of the United States of America. But I just think this fight could be dope in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That, that, like just that that vibe and that excitement of you know it would be something totally different because at the end of the day in boxing, the genesis of well the like the like the the home of boxing has always been like Vegas. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. got a big fight, you should like you would want it to be in Vegas. But and the thing about that though, uh, what was the thing about that is back then when you had a guy like Don King and Bob Aram controlling these heavyweights and stuff like that, these mm -hmm. American guys, so they True. wasn't really 
looking to try to throw everything in Europe and Asia and mm. all that stuff. I mean, they did, they, you know, Don King did his few little events in you know, Africa and the Philippines stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they still was about making big fights in America. Now you got your, you got a guy like Frank Warren, who's a British guy. You got Eddie Hearn. They, mm -hmm. They're about making things on their side of the hemisphere. They're not tripping about just making everything over there in America. Because they kind of almost competing with the Al Heymans and True. the, uh, the uh, Bob Arams and all these mm -hmm. other small American promoters. So they want to keep things on their side of the hemisphere. Mm, yeah, it's, it's it's wild. Like, I just think that when I when I heard it was in Saudi Arabia, I was like, oh, come on, man. Now, yeah. now folks got to be like, that's like in the afternoon. Like, you know, nobody is. got time for that. <laughs> I want my heavyweight fight coming on when it's dark outside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's yeah. How you gonna have a fight a fight party in the afternoon? Who do that? What yeah. do they do that? <laughs> People ain't got off work yet, man. Yeah. Birthday parties going yeah. on. Yeah, like like, some folks gonna be with their kids. Like, what they do that at? Like, this yeah. is it's a heavyweight fight. Like, what we doing? <laughs> I I don't I don't really care for it. I'm gonna watch it, but I want heavyweight fight when it's dark outside and the street lights is on. That's what I'm I with I want. you. I'm with you. So if so if you got this fight, are we gonna see Joshua Wilder? It I'm almost seems like they have to make that happen. If you're gonna make this happen, you gotta bring in this one. You too. think it'll be inevitable? That's yeah. that's been brewing for a long time. Yeah, yeah you guys could have fought eight, nine years ago. Yeah, but I still watch, and I, I think it's the second best fight they can make in the division. I agree. So, where do you think that fight would be at? I'm just guess just your guess. Where would that fight be mm. at? <laughs> it's you like it's, you probably gonna lose your but your money if you bet on anything outside of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Next fight would be England. England, I think London. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking like they, they probably put in London. They probably yeah, look, hey, look, well, hey. Hey, look, y'all gonna have to, you know, get y'all passports and go over there. I know you ain't lying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you I, ain't, say, bro? I, ain't, I ain't doing it, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't trust it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need some incentivized, and I'm gonna need some like uh promises made before i go man set in yeah. stone written before i make that move bro from a from yeah a if i'm making that move they gotta have everything laid out for me give me the, the presidential treatment me do all that man i'll go i'll go with delahoya i will ride with him bro he get out of everything so i'm not Go ahead, we go, you got, go you got Bo Mac in jail. Oscar done had drugs on him and everything, man. Hey, go go ahead, That's a good point, Ray. <laughs> oh, you crazy, man. You are Try crazy. That Oscar love, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, before we let y'all go, though, what what, what y'all think about Kermel Moten? Like his, you see that 30 plus combo that dude let, let loose? Yeah, I seen I him like, loose. I said that, that's Mayweather boy, a, 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 like a six, seven year veteran. The way he was just throwing the punches, like <laughs> yeah, Mayweather. You saw Mayweather boy, right? Yeah, Kermel Morton. Yeah, yeah, I heard he the next one, the new tank. He tough. Yeah. <laughs> he he look like tank. Yeah, he do the light tank. I heard he the new tank. I heard he the new protege. He's he's the mm -hmm. one. Yeah, it seemed you know like Floyd ready to make him a millionaire within a year or two. That's what he said. So I mean, yeah. he must be about to make him fight fifteen times a year then. Yeah. <laughs> so how is that gonna happen? But I, you know, we'll we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, I got you. I've been trying to get Earl to 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 get with Floyd, man. Shoot, after oh, that man. after that whipping, but my he, bud, he need to he need to get with Earl. He need to get with Floyd. Floyd does wonders for these for these cats. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> That'd be really beneficial for him. Yeah, man, because uh, James ain't cutting it right now. Hey, um, before we let you, hey, like Ray said, before we let you go, let our uh, listeners know how you can catch your content, catch you on social media. Also, when I'm talking about your content, it's your stuff on YouTube and your your boxing breakdowns. 
Oh, yeah, definitely follow us on Adam's Boxing Show at Twitter, man. Very active on Twitter. Got one of the best boxing Twitters on the net, man. Definitely. Facts. Facts. No, you know, we still got the YouTube as well, man. Yeah, we under construction on YouTube. We getting ready to drop some real good new stuff coming soon on there. But definitely get us on YouTube and Twitter, Adam's Boxing Show. Yeah, we appreciate hey, y'all again, man. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? No we, we, we done with Saudi Arabia. We get something in Vegas. Yeah. All right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy, man. Right, take it easy, man. Right, well, yes, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Hey, man. Great, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we get... Yeah, that's Saudi Arabia, Arabia stuff. They be doing that way too much. Dude, I, and I'm for, I'm and I'm a foreigner. Well, I'm, I'm born here, but my folks are foreign. I got foreign, I got foreign ability. You know what I'm saying? And... I want stuff in Vegas. I want stuff in Vegas, bro. You know what I'm saying? I want it in Vegas or even New York. I'm cool with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, cool. I could do that too. As you know long as but Eddie yeah. Hearn is involved or Bob Arum, it's a chance that could happen. So mm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Saudi Arabia is the venue. Yeah. I mean, it's big money. I mean, I, I get it. It's just that I just feel like the vibe. As a boxing fan, it's always a little different from Vegas, but it is what it is. Hey, man, this has been a great show. Hey, so make sure before we end the show, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, hit us up on X. Just tweet us at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just click uh hit the hit the red subscribe button also like this video also make sure you uh you check out the home of the urban sports scene Empire media at, at ampiremedia.com this show can be found on the podcast dc app download the podcast dc app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content all right man this has been a great show great guest appreciate everybody for tuning tuning in anyway you've been listening to the urban sports saying for ages you dig deuces a mega Lead us out, big homie.